If you're looking for the best coverage for indie wrestling, listen to Aaron and Tom right here at the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. to the hot tag hooligans wrestling podcast show with myself aaron and tom hey we lied to everyone we said we would not be back with season two until the first of september we're such liars but when you have a chance to have the daughter of a thousand maniacs on the show you go ahead and start season two it's shauna reed how are you doing i'm good how are you guys it's hot yes it is <laughs> it's hot everywhere a little bit. I mean, I'm in Ohio, so I mean, it has its moments. Oh yeah, I mean, we're in the Kentucky Indiana loop here, so Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. So it's that Midwest heat. It's that heat index that I get you every time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how's things been going for you so far since COVID and everything's come back? All right. Well, I'm a uh, I, I'm a nurse in another life. So, you know, it's uh, definitely affecting things, and I don't like it. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I know what we go through in our shoot jobs, myself and Tom, which is in the retail format. But for someone that is a nurse or a doctor, I, I can't even fathom what you all go through on a daily basis. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, like just uh, things change at like before COVID things changed like on a dime, like, like an instant, but now I'm, I'm not even joking. I, it changes so much every other second. Like it's, it's crazy now. And it's almost like a new normal, which sucks, but. Yeah, let's hope this new normal. Uh, goes away pretty fast. But on the front side of that, thank you so much for all your contributions, you know, as far as the health field goes right now, because like I said, I know it's very trying. So thank you for everything that you're doing on that aspect of it. Oh, all right, on the pro wrestling side of it and the other life that you so-called live, things are going really well for you right now. Um, Matches are starting to pick back up. You've even been on AEW television uh, ever since the COVID outbreak goes. So when you look at the BOTB, which you're a champion of right now, and wrestling on AEW Dark against some of the talent like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, where do you assess where you're at right now in your career? Um, well, I assess myself as like being like, a little bit further along than you know what I was like about a year and a half ago um I mean before I went to Dustin's school I was very much at a standstill in my wrestling career because I'll be I will be celebrating six years September 14th and you know I was just, I had gotten to that stalemate where I didn't really know what I was who I was what I really wanted to do I've been doing the same thing for going on four or five years and it's been working for me, but it wasn't what I, I just felt very much at that, you know, line, like I got to do something. 
I'm seeing my friends get opportunities. I'm seeing, you know, all this, there's something I got to do. And so when I went to Dustin's school and I got in front of him and, you know, he um, really polished up my character and, you know, my wrestling style. So for him to do that and for him to have the confidence in me to be the first person he put from his school on AEW um, and to put him with like Britt Baker and uh, Thunder Rosa, which are the two top women in my honest opinion, um, other than like Selena, like Selena Deeb, I'm like, it was, it was a big, big honor to me to be able to do that and to kind of represent him. And um, so now that I've had that, that training and that exposure, like my wrestling career has definitely changed. <laughs> yeah, to wrestle on the national stage, and let's be honest, in the, in the year of 2021 so far, you couldn't go any hotter as far as two names as Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker right now. Yeah. So talking about your, your time you spent with Dustin, um, what are some big takeaways that, that you learned while you were uh, with him and some, maybe something that surprised you? Well, when I got uh, picked to go to his school, I was the only person that he picked that had any wrestling experience because he was starting from the ground up. So there were people there that maybe had like a year, less than a year in, but I had like, you know, I was in like going on six years. Um, so he used me as his like test dummy a lot. So I kind of <laughs> marked out a little bit for that, but um, I really went down there to really like relearn, start over, like clear everything in my head, restart, make everything crispy, make everything more assertive. And then kind of try and figure out who this character that I wanted to be was and who better than to freaking go to and talk about a character and to make my character than Dustin Rhodes. Um, then like, so when I went down there and I told them what I wanted to do, what my kind of vision was, him and his wife like jumped on me like to make this character. And it's a character that I never would have made for myself. So... I think my biggest takeaway from that would be uh, a my promo skills, and b uh, just being able to um, be a, be a character and not and not care. <laughs> I think the the character thing and a and a lot of the the top talent on TVs these days, uh, it's either either not very. Um, in depth it's very like one-dimensional uh so i think that's very good and, and dustin is one of the masters at whatever character he decides to play he does very well um so it's exciting that you know he's bringing that into the younger talent so that we can get some of that uh going forward yeah definitely yeah i first saw dustin you know of course in the late 80s early 90s and then that's when he was the natural then he transitions to go dust and then he totally in my opinion when him and cody were tagging with stardust and go dust i may get a lot of heat from this but i thought dustin was the better of the two even then at that age and then he goes to aew and he's again putting on really good matchups with younger talent so for when you say i was six years in and i was a little lost you know as far as that goes that's okay. 
Because look at how many times Jericho's reinvented himself. Look how many times Dustin's reinvented himself. And to have that knowledge passed along to you, I think is a, a very, very good. Yeah, yeah. I that's the decisions I have made to pretty much just, you know, uh, leave everything here in Ohio for a few months and go down there and just try. And it, I don't regret it one bit. Now, your earlier days, you started training with Cody Hawk. And I listened to an interview earlier in the week uh, where he stated after two months, he told you that he wanted you to have a match and you weren't that confident in yourself. And he's told you, believe in me, believe in what I see in you. So tell me a little bit about that, because we've had guests on the show that are like, hey, after a week, they threw me in a match. And we have some guests that are like, it was almost a year before I get my first match. So was Cody right as far as that two-month window? You know, was, were you ready? Well, um, when I came back to training after, like, um, I got injured my first round of training, and I, like, took um, the few months out, and I restarted when the class restarted. And, um, you know, it was, it was two months in. I wasn't expecting to have my first match, I'm going to be honest with you, for at least a year, year and a half just thinking that was just normal for wrestlers. And I didn't, and that would be with his name on, on my shoulders, you know, and he's such a amazing and world renowned trainer. And I didn't want to, you know, ever go out to a show and then be like, Oh, that chick came by Cody Hawk and stuff. You know, it's a, a huge like thing. It's not just my name. It's his too. And so when the two month uh, window kind of rolled around, I remember I was legit sitting in my bed on a uh, Thursday night, no, Friday night, and just, just chilling. And then all of a sudden I get a text message from him and he's like, do you, so do you want to wrestle tomorrow? And I'm like, you mean on a show or in front of people? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no. Flat out told him no. Um, and then he, he pulled that whole if you uh, don't trust yourself, trust me situation. And I was like, oh, crap. So we did, went up to JC Penney's that night and grabbed some tights before throw. Um, but I was really lucky with the girl I was wrestling. Um, is uh, Zoe Sky or she has Angel Dust like back then. And so she was my first opponent ever. And I was so lucky and so blessed to have like her be my first opponent ever especially me being so green and then the show was actually there was over a thousand people at that show and road warrior animal was on that show too and i was like oh my god just now i'm going to die and cody ended up being my manager that night so he was also ringside so uh but you know when i got out there and i was healed and when I got out there, it's like everything just clicked. I was more focused on being that heel character. I didn't give a crap with what I was doing. It was, it, it all clicked. And so I think that having a match that early gave me a little bit of an edge on people, with, especially at training, because I got it. I understood what I had to do to get a crowd's reaction. And so... It worked. It worked out good, and I'm glad I listened to him. So, do you typically work as a heel, or do you 
do you kind of do whatever needs to be done? Do you like one over the other? Um, I pretty much now I pretty much do whatever needs to be done. I'm a five foot ten tall girl. So there's a lot of um, people that are smaller than me. So nine times out of 10, I'm a heel. But actually recently within like the next last like year and a half, two years, I've been a baby face. People have been putting me as a baby face. So I can do both. Uh, so I'm pretty much whatever the promoter needs. The daughter of a thousand maniacs. Where did that come from? Longest time, um, I was a pretty little psycho. And um, then I heard that there was a girl out in California. She's been in the business at least three years longer than me. And she was getting apparently really like upset that I was using pretty little psycho because she was doing pretty little psycho. And I didn't know. I didn't even know who she was, didn't know anything. She had me blocked. And so my friends were like taking screenshots of like these posts she was making about me. And that was the last thing I wanted to do was steal somebody, like have somebody think I'm stealing their stuff or anything like that. So immediately I talked to, you know, Cody, I talked to Dustin, trying to figure out how we can change this. Um, and I wanted to, I tried to, you know, get in contact with her, to, you know, explain the situation that, you know, I wasn't doing this intentionally. Um, thankfully, Cody, you know, messaged, because she didn't have him blocked. She, he reached out to her. I had a few other people reach out to her. Um, we, me and her have never talked, but, um, so when I was trying to think of a new name for this character, like a new moniker, I'm a big horror movie fan. And so Freddy Krueger is the son of a hundred maniac. That's his nickname. I was like, huh, I, I, I'm like, what if I'm like the daughter of a thousand maniacs and Dustin and his wife loved it. Cody loved it. So it's kind of just stuck right now. Do you um, do you think about writing like the horror type stuff uh, into your character a lot? Do you like pull in for ins inspiration from different movies or things like that? I do. I um, I'll watch like different um, movies, and if I see like a, if someone says something that I I like, I'm like, oh my god, I can use that in a promo. Or um, I'm starting now because my character, she you know, she talks to herself. So I've been starting with promos to actually bring these voices in my head to life. And um, like in a few promos I've done and seen like what I see and stuff or like these characters and I'm pretending like to be other people, um, but only I see them. So one of the characters that I actually just uh, came out, she's my darkest character that I have and I've, called, I've named her Tavia. And she just, uh, just premiered on a show a few ago. The bloody. I, I'm a big fan of like the uh, show, the one. I think it's the one thousand or something. Um, but like Octavia from there, like Blood Reina and all that. So that's why I based her off. Of, but it ended up coming out also looking like the um, tax blood, hair wet, all black, and I was like crawling and being a freaking creep. And so definitely uh, look for inspiration, um, like any horror movie, any just creepy thing I see, so. Yeah, I, me and Tom both have watched The 100. I haven't totally finished the last season yet, uh, but I, I've always liked Octavia's character. I, yeah. I thought her character had a real good arc, uh, you know, as far as where I was at. It kind of lost me there towards the end, so I stopped watching it, but Tom told me they ended it really well. Yeah, you got to finish it. They did. It's good. 
Now, in your opinion, what is the best horror movie that you've seen? Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm really into, like, I'm, I'm, like, not really into, like, these crazy, like, hey, we're, there's this murderer that's going to, like, kill everybody in the house. I'm not into those. Like, I'll watch them. But I'm not like, oh my gosh, that's the one I want to see, you know? I'm really, like, I'm really into, like, the paranormal and stuff like that. And that stuff can really freaking happen. And so it makes me feel different things. So I like things like The Conjuring. I like things like Insidious. I like things, uh, I mean, but I, you know, there's always your freaking classics. Like, Shining is still one of the best horror movies to me that there's going to be. And I'm not ashamed of that. Um, they had that uh, movie that was just creepy uh, come out a few years ago. They just made a sequel of it, but it's of like the blind guy. Like, Dumber. Yeah. Dumber. Yeah. And that, that was just a freaking creepy movie anyway. So it's like, what the hell? Like, um, but then, yeah, I'm just really into like the, I think the paranormal ones, cause they, they mess with like your head a little bit more than oh, hey, there's just some murderer that's going to come kill me in a, um, like, gory way. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched any of The Conjuring or The oh, really? Nun or any of that stuff, but I'm kind of the opposite right now. I like a lot of the slasher stuff. I like, you know, like A Quiet Place. I really liked both of those. Um, so you're telling me I need to watch The Conjuring. Oh yeah, I'm actually, fun fact, me and a bunch of friends next September just rented out the real Conjuring house and we're staying overnight in the Conjuring house. I am stoked. I just can't, I just can't get into it. Thankfully, I've never had any experience with any kind yeah. of spirit or anything. So I have a hard time getting into those type of movies. I believe I've seen the first Conjuring movie but I was just like, it's fine. But I totally understand that there are people that have had these things happen, that they 100% believe it. And I do not shame them because, you know, I'm also the same guy that believes that Bigfoot is real. So <laughs> I, I can't, can't fault anybody for that. I just, myself, when I watch them, I don't get as much out of them as somebody that maybe had an experience would. Yeah, no, I've done a bunch of like those overnight paranormal investigations because I'm a nerd. That's what I do. And uh, like I've stayed at Bobby Mackey's. I've, me and my friend Heather uh, Owens went to a abandoned hospital down in Tennessee and rented out the whole place. So we have the whole thing to ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's it's freaking when you get these experiences, it's freaking amazing. Like, I mean, I'm I've had a lot of experiences so that stuff just geeks me out <laughs> well you're gonna have to record whenever y'all are staying at this house and try to make like a little movie out of it or something because i, I feel like that's gonna be very interesting oh yeah i am I, and the fact that like so we, we're staying there on like a friday night and then uh salem massachusetts is like less than like a few hour drive so me and um, a few of my friends are, after we stay, oh crap, sorry. After we stay there are um, driving to Salem and doing the whole Salem witch stuff, so. I don't, I don't know what to say about all that. I, I believe <laughs> in a lot of that stuff. 
So I don't know if I would go and tempt the fate uh, like that. And the truth is, Tom hasn't watched The Conjuring, because it probably scares him. That's probably the real reason. I've seen the first one. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it now. That's it. I mean, there's nothing else I, I need to be doing besides watching The Conjuring, I'm sure. So, Pro wrestling this past week was pretty, pretty damn good. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, all around the board, from WWE to AEW, the return of CM Punk, return of Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar. Being a pro wrestler right now, what is that like? It's freaking emotional, man. Like, because there's, you know, there's been those times where, like, everybody's, like, in the, just in the past few months, especially with all, like, the releases and everybody, with everybody, people are, like, wrestling like what are they doing they're ruining wrestling you know like these people that are amazing you're ruining them kind of thing so um but i am like a i was like a huge cm punk mark when i was a kid and then an even bigger aj lee mark and i still am but um seeing him return like like him and edge like those are my two like i freaking like cried my eyes out when both when I watched it, because you just see their emotions in their faces, like their punks was uh, punks was, I chose to stop wrestling. The edge was, I was forced to stop wrestling and told I can never do it again. And so, but to see like that them both come back, I'm sure edge was a while past, but like punk, like you just saw it in his eyes that he never stopped loving wrestling. Like he knew this is where he belonged, but he had to do it at that time for himself, for his family. I, I like, and the fact that he is back, I think it's just going to make wrestling so much better. And selfishly, I'm really hoping that means AJ coming back at some point because she's like my dream match. And I'm hoping one day, one day, it'll get to happen. That's just me being selfish, though. Yeah, I mean. I was a big CM Punk fan. Tom's a Punk fan. And I'm like you. It's wild. I think that seven years meant a lot, and especially to his value. I think for so many years, people just wanting to see him back. And then when it finally happened, I'm interested to see how Dynamite plays out this week with him live there outside of Chicago. I'm pretty sure the crowd will be just as lit, but I'm very excited for the matchups for him for – for the next year, definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I really thought it was odd that there were so many people crying at the uh, at the show. I was crying, but I cry at everything. Disney movie, matter. Just how I am. But I, you know, I really felt something watching all those other people feeling the same way I was, and I felt like, why well, wasn't alone? Because here are all these other people doing the same thing. So I'm, I'm very excited as well. And yeah, I mean, hopefully AJ comes back too. That'd be great. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I really want Adam Cole to go to AEW, but if I could get Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus AJ Lee and CM Punk, that's a pretty darn good one there. If WWE loses Adam Cole, like they're dead. Listen, I don't, I'm trying not to bury WD so much because I thought SummerSlam was very good. 
I just don't know. And, I, and maybe it's they get in these predicaments where they just have to hire all these people. But, I mean, if you're not going to use these people, then get rid of them. There's another there is another promotion right now that could start up just by taking all these people that they released and probably put on a better show than what WWE is right now. AEW's doing. Hey, you're going to release these people. We're going to hire them and like show you what they're made of. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Over the next couple of months, there's a lot of all women's shows coming up, and you know we talk about this quite a bit. The landscape is totally changing. NWA this weekend's got their own pay-per-view for yourself you really look when you're looking at getting on shows are you very picky with that are you open to coming and traveling anywhere to get on shows especially like all women shows or um, no i'm very willing to travel anywhere and any like anything you know um i definitely do my research on so if someone reaches out to me at first I will do my research on them to figure out, you know, one, if it's a freaking real um, wrestling promotion <laughs> or, you know, if, or, and then I will also figure out if like the promoter uh, has like a history of not paying people or kind of, you know, it's just all that kind of stuff. Cause you get screwed over. I've been screwed over enough in this business. And that's the point now I'm like, look, I love wrestling. I will go anywhere anytime wrestle anybody but i'm not gonna get it screwed over by doing it and then you know you have those unfortunate fans that like they come across that they're an actual real wrestling promoter and then you do your research and you find out this isn't a real promotion this guy's trying to get me to come to his place and which is really really scary um but definitely like i am so open to go anywhere i'm down to do any show um, and like, I mean, I've been as far as England, you know, I've done two England tours, so I've, I'm ready for anything. And as long as you're, as long as you treat me good and professional, I have no problems going anywhere. So are there any places that you would like to go and wrestle for, like, you know, different places, Japan or anything like that? No, like if I go to Japan, I it would be awesome, but it's not my it's not a goal of mine. It's not on my bucket list. But don't get me wrong, the second they say, Hey, come to Japan, I'd be like, Okay, next flight, here I come. Um, but like I mean, I'm really my bucket list actually I would love to wrestle in Ireland and Australia. Those are my next two, you know, kind of bucket list places. I've like I've said, I've done two um England tours, London tours, and I was booked twice in London. Uh, what last year when COVID hit, I was booked in June and I was booked in December. So I was going to, at some point, take a little plane over there while I was there and go to Ireland, hop over to Ireland. And unfortunately, you know, COVID's like, hey, screw you, um, not happening. So hopefully, you know, at some point we can get back to that. Yeah, we've said it. The biggest hill of pro wrestling in the last year was COVID. I mean, there's no hill that was bigger than COVID, you know, so. Someone could be like, make that a character and they would like, it would be the. You'd probably have people cheer for you. Yeah, once you died. Yeah. <laughs> it kicked your ass. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shauna, tell everyone where they can find you next and where they can find you on social media. 
Um, well, tomorrow I will be in Vevey, Indiana, but I am nursing a a little bit of an injury from last week, so I'm not unfortunately wrestling. But um, you can find me on Facebook, just Shauna Reed. I have a like page and a normal page. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Shauna underscore Reed. Twitter, Shauna Reed ninety three, and TikTok because I'm lame and like to have fun and be dumb. Um, and it's I think it's uh wrestler Shauna Reed. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for getting on here with us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, for everyone out there, uh, make sure you all are staying safe and doing what you need to be doing. That way you all can attend all these great shows everywhere. Um, I'll be at the NWA Empower uh, this weekend and the meet and greet uh, that goes along with that. And Tom will be attending an impact taping uh, coming up in the month of September as well. So we'll be quite busy. If you see us out, uh, come up and talk to us. Uh, love to have some conversations with you all. And Shana, we wish you the very best as well. Yeah. All right. Everybody out there, again, make sure you're staying safe. And we'll see y'all later in the week.